Welcome home. As you listen to New Life the Fort, may you continue to experience the fullness of joy, life, and Christ in the days ahead. Father, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for your presence here. Thank you for the privilege that we have to worship you and, Lord, to receive from you today. Speak to us, Lord. Minister to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Alvin and Pastor Mitch. What a joy to be here. What an honor and what a privilege to be back at the fort again. I'm so, so happy to be home. Amen. You know, you know, if you if you if you if you come to our church in, in KL, the first thing you'll see when you when you come up, we have this thing up in the front that's big sign that says, Welcome home. You know, and it's always good to be home. You know, it's good to be with family. You know, your pastors were just with us uh, two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, yeah. And uh, we had a great Jesus festival. We had a great time there. And we had a great time of fellowship together. I really love and honor your pastors. You know, they are very precious to my heart because, you know, we're, we're family. And, and so today I am truly honored. Thank you so much, pastors, for the privilege. And uh, I know that um, today as we, as we get ready, God's going to speak to us. God's going to minister to us. Are you ready for the word? Yes. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, t- the title of my message this morning is, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Amen. You like that? Don't worry, be happy. Okay. You know what? I, I believe that, that every single one of us needs to learn these truths today. Because worry is something that every one of us does. We do it. We, we worry about all kinds of things. We worry about different kinds of things every day. Uh, every other opportunity we have, we worry. But I checked out the meaning of this word, worry, from, uh, from the dictionary. And, and the word worry really comes from an old English word uh, that means to choke or to strangle. That's where it comes from. That, that word worry comes from the old English word to choke or to strangle. Can you imagine this? Every time that you worry, you're killing yourself. You're just choking yourself. You're strangling yourself. And no wise person would do that. And look at the person next to you and say, you're a wise person. Amen. So you wouldn't want to do that. You don't, you don't want to kill yourself. You don't want to strangle yourself. Amen. But you want to you wanna live free. You want to you wanna fulfill your purpose. But yet, many of us are doing this on a daily basis. Because of the fear of certain things in life, we worry. And worry produces fear. And it doesn't produce faith. It doesn't help us to overcome our situations. It only keeps us stuck in our predicament. You see, that's what worry does to you. It chokes and it strangles you. It robs you of your productivity. It robs you of your happiness. It is self-defeating. It is time-wasting. Amen? Anytime that you worry, it's self-defeating. Anytime you worry, it's time-wasting. You're just wasting your time. Although some of us, you know, we become professional worriers. 
Right? We, we just, a, anything, anything, anything at all. Oh, let's just worry about it. Worry this, worry that. But you see, it doesn't help you at all. It's self-defeating and it's time-wasting. And, and many people today worry about all kinds of things. We worry about food. Food. And uh, some of you are already worrying about what you're going to have for lunch today. I know. You know, like, Pastor, would you finish this quickly? I want to go have lunch. You know, <laughs> worry, worry, worry about ridiculous things. We worry about so many things about shelter. Where shall we live? Where, what, 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 where are we going to live? And I remember, I remember a time when I was living in Singapore. Pastor Stephanie and I, we were, we were pastoring there. This is about 30 years ago. And, and, you know, even back then, uh, getting an apartment in Singapore was very expensive. It's much more expensive today than it was 30 years ago. But at that time, it was already expensive for us. And I, and I, and I tell you this, the, the apartment we're living in was, was, was so precious to us because this, this brother, you know, he, was, he bought this apartment so that he, he was going to get married and he was going to stay with his wife there. Something happened. His relationship broke up. And then he came to me and he said, Pastor, I heard you're looking for a place to stay. Come stay in my apartment. You know, so, so he gave it to us at a very low rent. I know it was painful for him because, you know, it was out of a, a breakup in his future marriage that he gave us this place. So we were very thankful and all that. And then one day, we heard the news that Pastor Stephanie was pregnant with our first child. And so, you know, I was excited about this. Now, this is about after living there for two years. And then, I get a call from this guy. Pastor, I got good news to tell you. I'm getting married. What's wrong with this guy? You know, now he's getting married. And he says, Pastor, I'm so sorry, but... I will need the apartment soon. Now, every day, I would lay in bed looking at the, the roof of my apartment and wonder, where will I be? Really, I, 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 we couldn't afford to find something better. We couldn't afford to even find something cheaper because it, cheaper, there was nothing cheaper than what we were getting. We were getting that apartment for $200. That's because this guy was depressed. And he was kind to us and he just stayed there. So we were just grateful to God that we had a roof over our head. But now the reality is we will not have one soon. How many of you know that's a problem? You're going to have a baby coming. You have nowhere to go. And you know what? It, it can make you worry. I would remember spending my nights laying on my bed and looking at the ceiling. And I look at my pregnant wife beside me and think, Lord... I mean, I would be irresponsible to not do something about this. I need to do something. But I need your help because I don't have the means to solve this problem. Anybody felt that before? That's how I felt. I was so, so lost. And then, one day, uh, a lady in our church sent her son. Her son's name was Joseph. Sent her son to... I have a few good Josephs in my life, you know. But this, this is a different Joseph than the Joseph that I pro probably told you about before. This guy, is, it was Christmas time, and so the mom sends him to my house 
to bring some goodies for the pastor, of course, you know. So here comes Joseph, knocks on my door, and we receive this hamper of all these Christmas goodies. And thank you, Joseph, and everything. He said, come on in for a while. Uh, came in, he looked around and everything, and then, you know, he excused himself. He left a little while later, and uh, that was it. Apparently, he went home to his mom and told his mom, Mom, what are our pastors doing living in that kind of a place? But to us, it was a great place. But to Joseph, not good enough. So he told his mother, you know, we need to do something. Now, this is unknown to us. So one day, a few months later, Pastor Stephanie is getting more pregnant. I still don't have a place to stay. And then one, one, one Sunday, uh, the, the, the mother, Peggy, calls, calls me after church and says, Pastor, we want to take you to lunch. I said, great, we go to lunch. And then he said, after that, would you come with us? Uh, we just got a new apartment and we, we want you to come and bless it and pray for us. I said, sure, great. So we went, after lunch, we went to this apartment in this really nice area of Singapore. District 10. Downtown. So we got there. We, we, we went up the elevator. We got to the apartment. And there was some, some contractors still there doing some work, fixing stuff. And so we get into this apartment. And I'm, I'm standing there. I'm looking, wow, telling my wife, this is a great place. So nice, you know. God really blessed these guys. I mean, really wonderful. So we're just waiting. And Peggy goes to the kitchen area at the back. And while we're waiting, I, I hear her, uh, you know, correcting this um, contractor and saying to her, this is not what I ordered. She was referring to the, to the WC, you know, the toilet. She said, I did not order this. I ordered the royal. So the guy said, oh, we're so sorry, ma'am, you know, but we, we can change it for you. She said, do you know who's going to sit on this thing? My pastor is going to sit on it. I overheard this. I'm in the living room. How dare she take my name in vain? You know? <laughs> my pastor is going to sit on this toilet. I just came here to bless this apartment. I had no idea what's going on here. And then she comes around and, I, and I'm looking at her like, Peggy? What was that about? And then, you know, she knew that I had heard what she had said. She came up to me and said, Pastor, I'm so sorry. This was supposed to be a surprise, but I blew it. She said, you know what? This apartment is for you. She said, we, Joseph came back, told me the story and all of that. And she said, we decided we'll go buy this. Buy. You bought this. Yes. We fixed it up. And then she takes me on the tour. This is the room for your baby. This is the room for you. This is the kitchen. This is, and you know, uh, it, it, it was like perfect for a new mother to be. You know, all the facilities were there. I was like, I'm just standing here in tears, just running down my eyes. Like, God, I was worrying for nothing. You had this whole thing covered beyond my expectation. Amen. You know, I, and now you, but you got to hear the best part of this whole thing. I want you to know how much God loves you. Because you see, 
we thought that this is amazing. Somebody goes and buys an apartment, fixes it up just for us to stay and for free. Free. She says, I said, how much is the rental? No, there's no rent. Free. We did it for you. We want you to stay here. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm just like weeping. And then we stay there for not more than six months. Then we return home to Malaysia. Six months later, Daniel, I mean, a few months later, Daniel, Daniel was born. And then, you know, we found out that we couldn't stay in Singapore anymore because the government was not going to give Daniel a, a visa to stay. And all of that happened and we had to return home. Now, how many of you know that God already knew that I was going to be there for only six months? But still he did it. Amen. So you see, God loves you so much that your worry is really unnecessary. Amen. See, we worry about where we're going to live, what we're going to wear. Amen. You know, the Bible tells us in, in Matthew 6, 25 to 34, it says here, Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you, put, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or where, what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Verse 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Amen. Let me tell you this today. Worry does not add anything to your life. The Bible says it will not add even a cubit to your stature. I have not known anyone who's worried and became taller. I was telling the earlier service today that, that my wife is 4 feet 11 inches tall. She likes to be that way. That's her height. 4 feet 11 inches. You know? And uh, I, I know that she worries sometimes. She's never grown taller as a result of her worrying. How many of you know, nothing's gonna be added to your stature by worrying. Worry is a horrible thing. 
it just robs you of all that God wants to do for you. I want to share with you four things from this passage here about worry. Number one, worry is unreasonable. When you worry, it's unreasonable. How do we know that? Because to worry about something you cannot change is useless. Have you thought about some things that's going on in your life right now which is beyond your ability to change? You can't change it. So worrying about it is useless. To worry about something that you can change is silly and absurd. There are some things that you can do something about. You can change it, but then you still worry about it. That's crazy, right? But then we still do it. We've been so used to, to thinking that way. We're so used to, to, uh, to, to this habit of worry that every time, listen to this, every time that you review a worry in your mind, it just gets bigger. See, you have a choice to make today. You can either consciously recognize each time that you're worrying and say, stop it. I refuse to worry. I don't want to worry. You know, after I had that experience with God, I never ever worried again about any place that I'm going to stay. Amen. When I saw how God had been faithful to me, there was no more reason to worry. Amen. I came back home to Malaysia. I want, living, after that six months, came back home to Malaysia and, you know, had to start all over again. Rented a house, stayed there for a few months. You know, then, then, then came another time when, when, when uh, my wife and I were, were talking about, shall we own a house one day? How do you own a house? In my country, you, 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 you need, if you want to go buy a house, you need certain documents, uh, you know, income documents, you need to have your tax returns and all these things. And I just been back home to Malaysia for less than a year. I had none of those things. And I thought to myself, you know what? My God performed miracles in the past. He can do it again. Right? So we, we found this little house. We, we, we liked this little house. And you know, my wife and I, we were just so happy this, this house was within what we, we believe we could, we could pay for. It was something that we could afford. And so, uh, you know, my, my mother-in-law uh, came with, with us and she saw this house and she says, you need to stay, you need to buy this house. And I'm like, that's easy for you to say because I don't have the resources to buy this house, but I'm believing God for it. Then she said to us, listen, here's, here's the 10% down payment. She gave us 10% of the price of the house. Just like that. But you see, even if I have 10%, if I can't get the bank to give me the financing for the house, I still can't buy it. See, the bank has its own list of regulations and, and you know, things that they need. And I, I can't go around that. So this is where, you know, you don't worry, but you just trust and you just believe. My God did it for me before. He'll do it for me again. Yeah. Amen. So what did I do? One morning I decided after, okay, we have the 10% now, you know, we put it down, but we got to go and get this loan. So I walked into a bank. 
I just prayed and said, Lord, which bank? And I just had a leading to go to this bank. So I walked in and I went into the, in, into the bank and, and I didn't want to see anybody else. But I said, I want to see the manager. People ask, what do you want to see the manager for? What's the reason for it? You know, all these officers there. Why, why, why? You know, I said, I don't want to see any of you. Let me see your manager. It's very important. I see your manager. Only your manager. Okay. So I, they put me into the manager's office. I sit at, the, at his table. And the first thing I see is a Bible on his table. I said, hallelujah. <laughs> this is appointment of God. I don't have no idea who this bank manager is, but there is a Bible on his table. That's a good sign. Okay, so, so I sit there. And then a while later, this manager comes in. And he's, he stands in front of me and he looks at me. He says, Pastor? I don't know him. He says, hey, you know, I was at that full gospel businessman meeting that you were speaking at recently. And I heard the message. Oh, and he was just talking about this. I didn't even remember the message I preached. But he apparently did. Okay, so he was just talking about all the the things that he was blessed with. And so happy. Oh, thank you, Pastor. You know, you, you really encouraged me and blah, 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 blah. So what can I do for you? I want to get a loan to buy a house. <laughs> so he says to me, okay, can I see your documents, all the documents that you have? I said, I'm, unfortunately, I have none. None. He says, you have none? I said, no, nothing, nothing at all. He said, that's a problem. I said, um, can I give you my identity card? I, your ID? I said, yeah, that's all I have. He says, okay, I'll give you my ID, my identity card. He fills up the form with the information of my identity card. And that's all. The form was like a few pages long. They only filled up that few, that few pieces of information about my address, how old I am, date of birth, my name, blah, 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 all that. He filled it up, and then he said, uh, and the property information, all of that, price and everything. He said, okay, leave it with me. I said, thank you very much. I left. I told people about it. I said, I, I went to the bank, and I applied for a loan with my ID. They said, you're crazy. Who's, who's going to give you money with your ID? They don't even, they, don't even, they have no collateral, no, no, no security to prove that you can pay this. I said, but don't you know I'm believing God? So I came back. A few days later, I got a call. Come back to the bank, please. Bank manager wants to see you. So I go to the bank. And he comes into his room and he says, Pastor, who do you know in my bank? I said, I don't know anybody. I said, I just walked off the street, came in here. I didn't even know you worked here. And now I, I know that you know me. I don't even know you, but you know me apparently. But I said, look, I don't know anybody in your bank. I said, I just did what you told me to do, gave you the, the ID card, and that's it. He said, you know, I am absolutely amazed. I received this from the headquarters this morning. I received a reply 
I've never done this before and in my years of banking, I have never applied for a loan to my head office with an ID card. <laughs> but I applied it because that's all you had. Uh, and, I, and he said, I didn't want to disappoint you. So I took it and applied it for you, but deep inside I knew this is not going to happen. But he said, who do you know in the bank? Because you have received approval for your loan, exactly what you want, all the funds that you want, at the lowest rate. How did this happen? I said, I know somebody who can move heaven and earth for me. Amen. Don't forget what God has done for you. See, if he's done it for you before, he can do it again. You know, we, we sing that song, I see you move, you move the mountains. I know that you will do it again. Amen. But then why, why is it that when we need him to do it again, we get scared? We worry. We're wondering, will you do it again? We've got to stop doing that. We've got to start believing him. Amen. Because worry is unreasonable. Amen. Worrying blows your problems out of proportion. Secondly, today, worrying is unnatural. You were not created to be a worrier. Amen. You were not born to be a worrier. You were born to be a warrior. Amen. Not a worrier, a warrior. You were born and you were created by God to win. Amen. So you got to know today who you are in Christ. Who you are. You are a child of God. You are born to win and to succeed in anything and everything that you are in today. So it doesn't matter what you're going through today. Even the doctor comes to you and tells you, you've been diagnosed with this sickness. So what? That's just a fact. But what is the truth? The truth is your God is able to heal you. Amen. And every fact must bow down to the truth. Every fact must bow down to the truth. Amen. You, what is the truth? You don't have what you need right now. You don't have the finances for something right now. What is the truth? The truth is my God shall supply all my needs according to His riches in glory through Christ Jesus. That's the truth. Amen. So your need must bow down to the truth. Your need must bow down to the truth today. Amen. Because the fact is subject to change. Come on, look at the person next to you and say, it's subject to change. Amen. So worrying is unnatural. Worrying is a learned response to life. You, you know, I was, I was telling the people in the earlier service today, is how interesting it is that we, my wife and I were in the mall recently and we saw a, a couple, uh, you know, with their baby little baby and you know probably I don't know how old but old enough to sit up in the in the in the stroller uh, and mom and dad were just taking them in the mall and I couldn't help but notice the look on this baby's face this baby looked like she was carrying the weight of the whole world on her shoulders it's like you know her, her forehead was like she was under so much of stress. She looked like she was worrying about something. Hey, 
There's nothing to worry about when you're a baby. You just have to cry and like, help. Amen. You want food? Just ask. None of my kids have ever worried about anything that they need. They just have to ask. Daddy, can I have this? Now, I will decide whether they can or cannot have it. But, but as far as they were concerned, they don't have to bother. They don't have to think about, oh, can my father afford it? As far as they are concerned, my father can, have, can buy me anything I need. They don't worry about that. So you need to stop worrying about what your heavenly father can do. Because, you, you know, as an earthly father, I'm limited in what I can do. But my heavenly father has no limits. He can do far more than what I can even ask or think or imagine. He is bigger and greater than whatever I can do. And so, uh, you know, we've got, we got to learn to, to start seeing God that way. Because He is more than able. More than able. So trust Him. If you're going to trust Him, then trust Him all the way. Don't trust Him halfway. Amen? Amen? You still here today? Yes, amen. Praise the Lord. So, so you must practice to get good at worrying. It's true. If you practice, you'll get good at worrying. You don't want to practice worrying in life. Amen? Because that's not the way to live. Fortunately, worrying can be unlearned. Since it's something that you learn, you can unlearn it. You can make a choice today to say, I'm not going to worry. I choose not to. You know, you start doing it once. Then you do it again. Then you do it again. And you do it again. And you keep doing it. Before long, worrying will no longer be a part of your lifestyle. Of your pattern of thinking. You know that when, when you hear something negative, you don't worry immediately. Instead, when you hear something negative, you think, my God can do this. My God can fix this. Amen. When something bad happens to you, what do you do? You say, my God, you can handle this. I know you can handle this, so I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to be in peace. I'm going to stay in peace. And I'm going to see your hand at work. Amen. So you got to stop worrying because God will protect you. He'll take care of you. You know, we somehow sometimes don't think that God will take care of us. That's why we worry. The Bible tells us that birds don't worry, yet God takes care of them. Don't you know that you are greater and more valuable than birds? Amen. You know, I, 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 I remember many years ago, almost 20 years ago, when I was going on a ministry trip to uh, the United States, to South America, to, to minister in Guatemala and, and Puerto Rico. I remember that Sunday morning, I uh, was getting ready to leave the, the church, and all the kids were brought down by the uh, uh, the kids ministry leader and for the first time uh, I was going away for an, kind of an extended period uh, was almost three weeks and I would never do that again though it was too long so I was going for this ministry trip for three weeks and the kids came down and somehow they just gathered around me before I left into the car to the airport they began to pray for me the kids I was so touched they'd never done it before but first time so I said thank you Lord for these kids, you know, they prayed for me, for God's protection over me, and I left. So I flew from Kuala Lumpur to Singapore, and then I had to catch a Singapore Airlines flight to the United States. Now, while waiting for my flight, I was all excited, and you know, yes, you know, good things are going to happen. 
praise God, the kids prayed for me and all of that. Then we got on the plane, got ready to, uh, you know, settle in. Just as we were settling in, the captain announced that we all had to disembark. He said, everybody has to disembark. So as the uh, stewardesses were preparing us to, to get off the plane, I was sitting by the window, so I looked out the window and I noticed that there were security vehicles rushing towards the aircraft. You know, like how you see in the movies, they're rushing there. That means something's wrong. So I see all these vehicles coming and I quickly get up and I'm, I got to get off this plane. Captain says, you got to get off, so get off. So I got off the plane and went into the terminal building and then I saw they towed this aircraft away from the building to a distance away and all these security vehicles were surrounding it and I saw people climbing up on that aircraft it was a, a 747 jumbo jet and you know people were all checking it out and and checking what's going wrong with this aircraft I mean I don't know what's going on so I'm just standing there looking at this whole thing and I could see people around me and, and I, I can overhear them all speaking words of fear you know, they were fearful of what could happen. Wow, what's happening here? Something bad has happened. And then, while all of them were worrying, I was surprised that I was just having so much of peace in my heart. I was not worried at all. I was like thinking, huh, when are they going to get us on the plane and take off? That's all I was thinking about. I was not worried about what's going on there. I just knew that this morning, those kids prayed for me. I know the hand of God is upon me. I'll be okay. We'll be safe. And then, a while later, uh, I saw a security officer. Who, and and he, he looked like somebody with some seniority with his ranks. And I saw, so I went up to him and I asked him, I said, I said I'm a pastor. And I'm, 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 I was on, supposed to go on this flight. I want to know what's going on here. Can you tell me? And he said, you, you, if you promise not to repeat what I said, I will tell you. Because you're a pastor. Okay. So he said, uh, he said, there was a bomb threat earlier. Somebody called it in and that's why we had to be evacuated. So I asked him a question. Was there really a bomb there? Did you all find something? He didn't answer me. He just nodded his head. I said, okay. I knew that, that day that that aircraft was safe. Because I was on it. You know why? Not because I'm so great. But because the Jesus that's in me was there. And you know, you got to know this today. you got to know who you are in Christ. You carry the presence of God with you everywhere you go. And you know, where, wherever you go, that, that place, that building is safe. The, the car that you drive in is safe because of the presence of God that you carry with you. No power of darkness can come and hurt you. Amen. And I was so thankful that day, you know, that I saw this whole thing happen. And I didn't have to be worried or fearful because I knew who I was in God. Amen. And you know, the, the, after 21 days of going around preaching almost every day in South America, my final day in Puerto Rico, in San Juan, Puerto Rico, final service, it was a, it was a service that was interpreted into Spanish. I was standing on stage and this is, the, this is just like the closing thing that God did that just showed me His hand was upon me. And I want to tell you, His hand is also upon you. 
Amen. And on that final service, I was, to be honest with you, that morning, I just wanted to go home. I just wanted to go home. 21 days, every day, preaching, 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 preaching. I was tired. I just wanted to go home. But I knew I had to finish one more, last service. So in this church, that was a big church. We had a big balcony. I went in there and I preached my heart out that morning. I ministered the word of God. And after I finished, pastor came up to me and said, you got to hear this. And the pastor went up and he announced to the whole congregation that while I was preaching, four children who were seated with their parents in different parts of the auditorium were brought to him. And the children saw something on stage that just baffled them. This is what the children saw. They told the pastor the exact same thing. All four of them saw the exact same thing. They saw that I was standing there on stage and there were two very large and tall men in white. Big, really big. And they were standing beside me, one on my left, one on my right, and she, the, the children were giggling when they told this story. They said, the funny thing was this, every time I do something, these two guys will do the same thing. <laughs> if I went to the left, they all went, to, you know, it, that was what they thought. It was so cute. Oh, this is... But they told their parents, their parents said, it's only the pastor and the, the interpreter, but there were two more. They were angels of the Lord in that place that day. And you know, when the pastor mentioned this, the whole church broke out into revival that day. Something amazing happened there. And you know, when this whole thing was going on, I was just so grateful. I was just thankful to the Lord. I said, Lord, thank you. you it was just like the end of everything. You're just showing me that you've been with me. You just assigned your, your angelic host to protect me, to take care of me. That when I was weak, you had made me strong. When I, when I was tired, you were there to lift my hands. Lord, thank you for doing that. Now, you know, that's what God does for you. Amen. You just don't know it. You just don't realize it. And today, my prayer is that you will recognize this. Because if you know who's with you and who's walking with you, who's carrying you through, who's holding your hands, who's lifting you up, who's protecting you, who's providing for you, who's healing you, if you only knew, you would never worry ever again. No more worry. Because God is with you. Amen. Number three, worrying is unhelpful. It's so unhelpful. You know why it's unhelpful? Because it doesn't work. It doesn't change the past. It cannot change the past and it cannot control your future. When you worry, it doesn't change your past. It doesn't even change your future. It can only make you miserable today. Amen. Worrying about a problem never solved it. Never solved it. The Bible says, who of you, by worrying, can add a single cubit to your stature? Amen. You cannot add a single hour to your life by worrying about it. You're just choking yourself. You're just strangling yourself. So don't do it anymore. Make a choice today. 
Make a choice today because the moment that you allow yourself to slip into worry, you begin to go into a place of fear. Don't go there. Amen? Don't go there. Finally, worrying is unnecessary. Absolutely unnecessary. You know, God has promised to take care of you if you trust Him with every detail of your life. Amen? You know, as I said earlier today, as a child, if you ask your dad for lunch money, you never ever worry about where your dad is going to get that money from. Right? You say, Dad, could I, could I have some money? My daughters are always asking me for money. <laughs> Thankfully, my son is married now, so he doesn't ask me for money. But I still have two daughters who, Dad, need some allowance, need some this. Need, I need to go here, I need to buy that, you know. And, and the older that they grow, their, their needs become greater. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Those of you who have little girls, get ready. They're going to become big girls soon. And it will cost you more. But the good news is this. My God shall supply all my needs according to His riches in glory through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, I tell you, we need to know today that our God loves us so much. He's taking care of everything. So if, if, if we can go to our, our earthly fathers and ask them without worrying, we can go to our heavenly father and ask him without worrying as well. Because our, our earthly dads are limited. But our heavenly father is unlimited in what he can do for you. Amen. Amen. So how do you break this, this cycle or this, this habit of worrying? Number one, it says here in verse 33, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. So you know what? Seeking the kingdom of God is seeking God's way of doing things. Seeking God's system, God's heart, His, uh, what's, what's in His heart. If you seek that, the Bible says all these things will be added to you. What is it that you need? The place to stay, the, the job, the finances, the health, the, the provision, the, the restoration. What is it that you need? God is able to provide it for you. Amen. If only you would just believe Him today. And don't worry. It's just a waste of your life. Don't worry any longer because God loves you. Amen. How many of you today would say, Pastor, I am going to choose to stop worrying today. Let me see your hand. You're going to choose to stop worrying today because there's no need to worry. It doesn't help you at all. Amen. If you want to stop worrying today, the Bible tells us that we need to just live one day at a time. Amen. Don't worry about tomorrow because each day has enough troubles of its own, the Bible says. Just take care of what you need to take care of today. Amen. You don't worry about what happened yesterday because you can't change it. And don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow because God's got it covered. Amen. Just take care of what you need to do today and then trust God. And rest and say, thank you, Lord. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Everything's going to be good. Amen. you got to start thinking differently today. Amen. And, and be free. Amen. The Bible says, he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So you don't have to, to live as someone who's bound by fear, bound by worry, and, and concerned about everything that's going on around you. Just be free. God will take care of you. Amen. 
Come on, let's stand together to our feet this morning. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I have a few more minutes, and so I want to pray for you this morning. I wonder if there's anybody here today, you're saying, Pastor, pray for me. I need, I need God's hand upon my life. I'm, I'm going through some things right now. I'm believing Him for a breakthrough. I'm believing Him for uh, His provision. I'm believing Him for uh, His protection. I'm believing Him for uh, um, healing in my life. Well, I want you to know, whatever it is that you're believing God for today, God is more than able to help you. God is more than able to carry you through. All you got to do is trust and rest today. Amen? Amen? I'm going to pray for you right now. So I want to invite you, if you want prayer, quickly come up here to the altar. We're going to lay hands on you, pray for you today. Come very quickly. If you need prayer, we're going to pray and believe God for your breakthrough, for your healing, for your provision, for your restoration. So come quickly right now. Come and stand here at the altar and just lift your hands to Jesus. Remember that you're not coming to receive from man, but you're coming to receive from God. So don't be afraid today. Don't, don't, don't worry any longer. There's nothing to worry. There's nothing to be afraid of because God, your God, is more than able to carry you through. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information, follow us on social media or visit us at newlifethefort.com.